Hi, I'm Christine, and welcome to the 5 Foot 5 and Growing Podcast, a podcast where I dig deep, do some difficult self-reflection, try to learn from my past, all the while trying to become the woman I want to be, whoever she is. I haven't figured that out yet, hence the podcast. So please join me on this new journey of discovery and hopefully growth. Figuratively, of course, I'm 5 foot 5 inches tall. That doesn't mean I still can't grow. weren't overly religious uh, pops drank and smoked and gambled uh, faithful husband but you know a man liked to have a drink mom's is right there um, I don't know about the drinking part she might have had a, a maybe a beverage um, she definitely gambled she definitely gambled with pops but it wasn't until when we moved to Syracuse, and I want to say it was like 1984, 85. Uh, I think moms went to church with one of our neighbors, and that was it. She was super, she's been super saved ever since. And since she was super saved, uh, I had to go to church too. So whenever she went, I went. Pops didn't have to go, and neither did my brother. Which was grossly unfair. Anywho, uh, that upbringing, that that church upbringing, has been instilled in me uh, for thirty-five years or so, or well, uh, twenty years. Um, as I got older and uh, things happened, my faith dwindled. Actually, I could tell you the exact day my faith uh, went to an all-time low, and that was October 1st, 2003, uh, when my pops died. My faith hasn't quite been the same ever since. Uh, it took a pretty took a pretty bad blow that day. I didn't think the Lord would allow that to happen, so to speak. And it took even deeper deeper dive when my brother died but the lessons that I learned as a kid slash teenager they always have been there when you go to church as much as I did as a kid you know it's hard to ignore what you learned even though you know my journey my walk with God is has been different than uh, I'd say my mom's um Mom's faith is unwavering, and that's actually one of the things about her I admire most. I don't know, I I don't know how I got over, or not got over, she don't really get over it, but I'm not sure how I functioned after my pops died. Um, I, you know, friends and a, kind of a, a ecosystem, a small ecosystem that kind of helped um but I didn't have that when my brother died even though I was older and quote unquote more mature my brother passing away had a devastating effect more so than when my dad died and I was really close to my dad I was really close to my brother too but you get the point but her faith 
I mean, it, it probably took a hit, but, you know, we prayed and prayed and prayed and cried and prayed and, you know, she, she still is still a, a faithful servant to the Lord after all these years, outwardly and inwardly. I would be inwardly, I'm just not outwardly. My faith, uh, I guess I still technically have it. I, I know I still pray all the time. I read my Bible. I carry a Bible with me everywhere I go every day. Uh, most people don't know that about me, even my mom. Um, since I don't go to church, uh, much to her chagrin, I don't think she thinks I have much of a relationship with God, which is actually quite wrong. I actually, I do. I just don't show it outwardly because, truth be told, I don't owe an explanation to anyone regarding that. How you express your faith, how you perform your religion, so to speak, it's up to you when you wherever you get to meet your maker whether it's heaven or hell or when you get to the judgment day you know I don't think he's he's calling references and asking other people it's it's me and that person or me and you know God talking about whether or not I have lived a life up to his standard or her standard. So I don't I don't perform my faith in front of others mostly because people suck and they're overly judgmental and yeah, I could go on a long tangent. That's not what this point is, but uh, the actual point is I have a I have a relationship and a, and a walk that is solely my own and I don't show it and I don't express it to others because it's mine it's the one relationship that I keep um, I won't say secret but it's mine I don't ask anyone's opinion about it I don't I don't uh, put it on front street. I don't, you know, it's just, it's me and mine. With that, most people don't think you're overly religious or spiritual. And that's fine. I don't, I, like I said, I don't need anyone's validation for my faith. Uh, but sometimes or rather my the actual faith meaning you know blindly believing in something it wavers it wavers a lot because I've seen a lot of instances where having blind faith really didn't help me or so I thought a few years ago I want to say 2011 2010 somewhere in there it's all a blur honestly um i was having a tough time 
uh, work was very stressful. The people I worked with were like family, uh, but we had a, a boss who was just, I don't, evil's not the right word, vindictive, um, petty, manipulative, just, just wrong. She was just, she was not the person who was supposed to have power. I honestly don't even remember her name anymore. You would, I, Sharon? No? Mm, we had code names for her. I can't remember, but she was always, she all, no matter what I said, I could tell you that the sky is blue and she would deliberately argue with me and like poke the bear. It was just frustrating. It was frustrating. She wrote me up for something. And I just, oof. <laughs> she almost made me cancel my Thanksgiving trip to Atlanta. Uh, yeah, it had to be 2011. And, oof. So during all that time, during this whole tumultuous time, the fall of 2011, um, I just felt like the world was kind of picking on me a little bit. So I kind of, I leaned on my upbringing, my, my religious upbringing. And I was like, who, who in history, you know, had it kind of poo poo on his whole existence? Job. So I started reading Job. Like chapter one, start from the beginning. And every night before I went to bed, I just, I read Job and I read it out loud. Job, they really, God really tried Job. And I'm not going to go through the whole story. You know, when you're bored or if you really just, I, I'd say Google the book of Job. Um, or if you have a Bible or the Bible app, if you're very 2019, just just read the book of Job. Like, especially the chapter of one. They really tried it with Job. I get why, but it just, oof. Now, 2011 me was, like, mad reading that. 40-year-old, 2019 me. I get it, but I just, uh, like, I felt like there was an easier way to learn, to teach that lesson. But, whatever, I'm not God. I get it. Uh, and I actually have a, a good, long, uh, angry rant about the book of Job. But that's not the point of this podcast today. Or this episode today. But when I was reading Job, and I'm like, man. I mean, they they put him through the rant. I mean, talk, just, whoo, like, any, any bad thing that could happen did. And it, it didn't just like it wasn't even just bad, it was like like Marcellus Wyland Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction. Like he went medieval before there was medieval. Like it just oof. It's like you I can't even oof. It just it was horrible. The things, you know, you took the family, land, 
disease, illness, just, oh. But the reward was, you know, tenfold. Of whatever he had before, he was rewarded for his faith. And I get it. Like I said, 40-year-old me gets it. 30-something, 32-year-old me was pissed. Because I'm like, why would you? Anywho, that's not the point. So, I used to read Job. And I used to, like, try to keep Bible verses on me and kind of keep my my head level. Didn't always work. Uh, Clearly, it didn't always work. But I always tried to keep the idea of Job where you had to endure certain things or things in general in order to get to the other side. People, some people seem like they have an easier life and they probably do. But I felt like losing my dad and I know I'm not the only person that's lost a parent or a loved one, but for my particular case, um, losing my dad and you know, life not going the way it was intended, I just, you know, I felt like there was a another, another side to all that that was going to come. It still hasn't, technically. Um, still kind of hoping... Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm still kind of hoping. I'm not in the same space I was in 2011. It's gotten worse. <laughs> not at the moment on, like, November 8th, but uh, there's been some very dark times since then. And, you know, like I said a few episodes ago, this is the... I know they say it's darkest before dawn. This is the point where I feel like I'm at the point where it's just about to get the sun is about to come up. You know, it's it's that point in the morning where the switchover is happening from night to dawn. I feel like I'm in that spot. Where you quite can't see and you still need headlights and, you know, but you know it's coming. I feel, I feel like that's where I am. I'm not quite there yet. I say all this to say, um, this sounds really oddball, but just stick with me. So at work, um, you know, there's always one, right? There's there's always that one, you know, nemesis, so to speak. Sometimes it's a supervisor, sometimes it's a coworker. But there's always just like that one where it could be an okay place to work, but there's just one, that one thorn in your side that just wants to make your life not great. Uh, I spoke a few episodes or a bunch of episodes ago about the one very large thorn in my side in my first job when I moved to Georgia. Oddly enough, uh, 
I got a, not a friend request, but it was like a people you may know on Facebook and she popped up the other day. I can't tell you. I hit remove so fast. Mm-mm, nope. The devil is a lie. Part of me almost wanted to send the friend request just to see if she would friend me back. But I felt like that was coming from a dark place. Anywho, um, I have a few issues with my little office at work. Um, nothing overly major. If you listened to the last episode, I touched on a, a little bit. Of, but for the most part, on a daily basis, it's okay. You know, no one really messes with me. Or at least not to my knowledge. <sighs> Except for this one person. So, um, it's one thing to not get along with something, with someone. It's another thing to like clash where it's a personality clash where somebody wants to be the alpha or you both want to be the alpha. That I understand. It's a whole nother level of, uh, evil's not the right word, but poopiness when the the vindictive and the cattiness stems from you don't like me, so I'm going to make your life hell because you didn't automatically like me. That just acts, seems childish. Seems very childish. But it's happened. Now, if I don't like you, I ignore you. I don't talk to you. Uh, I don't converse. I leave you alone. I'm, I don't, I really do follow the if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all creed that we learn as kids. I shut it down. I give one word answers or completely ignore you. I just, I, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it is, it just is what it is. It saves me from unnecessary conversations and I avoid any potential conflict. Simple. Well, one particular person doesn't seem to like that and it, it, um, boils her grits um, that I am nice, jovial, gregarious, boisterous with others, but not her. I don't really care, honestly. She shouldn't care, honestly. But she does. Or she has. Let me put it that way. And her sheer presence just irks my soul. So much so that uh, I switched departments. <laughs> like we work in the same area, but we were on the same team. After a while, there was an opening and I was like, oh, I'm out. I took the opening to get away. Work-wise, we weren't teammates anymore, which is fan-freaking-tastic. But uh, geographically within the office, they wouldn't let me move. So I 
wasn't next to her anymore. They wouldn't let me do it. <sighs> or she wouldn't move. That was my other thorn. Like, take one for the team, dog. Don't nobody like you. And then, uh, I hit, I hit my head and got a concussion and was out most of summer 2018. And I come back to work and they moved my desk and they rearranged a bunch of stuff. And they put me right next to her. And I said, the devil is always busy. I come back after having a concussion and homegirl, they hired some new people, obviously, because I was gone for so many weeks. And uh, I find out she said all this crap about me while I was gone. Like, she's not going to like you. She doesn't like anybody. And all this stuff to the new people. I mean, talk about me with people who work in the office already. That's fine. They got a point of reference. But to taint the new person before they even get a chance to even lay eyes on me and meet me? That's, that's just shady. Flat out shady. And the new lady was like, Yo, you're so much nicer. She said I wasn't going to like you. And I was like, word? Mm, okay and lo and behold you know they told me all this stuff that she said while I was gone and I was like oh see nah and after I found that stuff out I turned my whole desk my whole my cubicle I turned uh, my little dual screen action and put my back completely towards her like I would have to physically turn all the way around to see her you get my back. You don't, you, I, oof. The, the decision to do that was like one of the best ones I've ever made. I turned my back on the whole shebang. Now, it also coincided with helping with my concussion headache pain. But the main reasoning was I'm out. After I found that information out. And then no one stuck up for me. Like, oh, she's not that bad, or you gotta get to know her, or she just kind of keeps to herself, or any of those. I don't recall homegirl saying, the girl that told me, I don't recall her saying any of those. Or she's nice to me, she may, maybe her and her don't get along, but she's nice to me. I don't recall her telling me that anyone stuck up for me. Duly noted. Duly noted. And they wonder why I don't talk. Oh. When you have somebody like that, it makes you question things. It makes you question yourself. It makes you constantly aware of what you're doing. When you know you're about to be narked out for every little thing. And I actually was anonymously, quote unquote. We, you know, when you get that email from your supervisors about, you know, a change in policy or you know, a change in something or a, a message about behavior or something you know somebody snitched somebody dimed you out but they would never give like a name it would just magically we get an email saying you know oh you guys you know make sure you're not on your phones or blah blah and I'm like who is who is out here telling management you know 
that I did X, Y, and Z, or did this person did X, Y, and Z? Who, who would? It's not a problem. Who has a problem? Oh, that's right. She does, because she's a kiss ass. Huh? Okay. I asked the Lord to help me not be angry. Because, you know, you work that close to somebody. Like I said, she she had space in my head every day, all day. I saw her car when I pulled in. Just instant anger. I walk in, she'd be like, good morning. And I'm like, why are you? Mm. And I would give like the most monotone, unenthused, boring. It got to a point where I stopped saying good morning. So I just walk right past her. And everything in my southern parents like upbringing like goes against that you're supposed to speak when you come into a room and I do to everybody else for the most part um well not everybody but I like that was the thing I shut myself down because I because of her I didn't trust her every time I had a good day and would like converse with my co-workers and have like funny moments or talk about Netflix when I came back from my concussion and I met the new girl in like the new office configuration I was sitting next to people I didn't sit next to or sit next to previously like I was like oh look at this I'm making friends we're chit chatting like this is awesome I didn't hate coming to work and then we got like I said we got an email about conversations and blah 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 and I was like I finally open up and talk and this broad is snitching or complaining. It got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing this. Because every time I try to like put it out there and try to be, you know, a happier, lighter, uh, more jovial coworker, and she got left out deliberately. She would make us think about it. So that's why I shut down. And maybe that's what she wanted. Probably. It was probably what she wanted. And for the past few months. Radio silence player. Like if you come to my desk. And ask me a question. I'll talk to you. you know, or we're in a meeting. or You know I'm not. I'm not horrible. I'm not mute. But you know. It's open cubicle. So you can have a conversation with anybody. I shut that all the way down because of her she was just a negative just it just it was all negative I I would I locked my computer every time I got up even though technically for compliance and security reasons we're supposed to do that but you know you get up to walk to the printer who wants to like control all delete every time I do because I don't trust her I don't trust her walking by my screen I don't trust her to go look on my computer you know, oh, I was just getting a piece of gum. I, mm-mm, nope. Every time I got a, a doctor's appointment phone call or um, like a personal call, like my mom would call me for something. And when my mom calls, you know, it's a reason. She doesn't just call just to call. And I would take the phone call at my desk, you know, quietly. Just, you know, hey, mom, what's up? Okay. Nope. All right. And, you know, try to keep it quick get an email about personal phone calls and I'm like seriously 
this problem takes nothing but personal phone calls. But you know what? They don't know it because she has her people call her office phone. See, they don't know that she's taking personal phone calls. No one ever calls my work phone. But, okay. It was just, it's just a, it's just such a negative energy, space, just a whole negative poop. And I just felt like, like a, a little bit of Job, just a little bit, you know, because I, Job endured all types of famine, just horribleness, but it just felt like, um, as long as she was there and I was there, it was always going to be something. And even though I've been, like, maintaining radio silence, um, it's, like I said, it's still an energy. It's still a, a guard that I have to put up to try to protect myself because of this, ugh, that sits, you know, seven feet away from me. I always kind of, I won't say I had faith that this was going to work out, but I was just going to, I won't even say grin and bear it. I was just going to bear it because I, I didn't want to leave because of her. And so many people left either directly because of her or indirectly because of the culture or because of, you know, management siding with her. Or leaning on her to be the narc, to be the snitch. Like, it just changed the dynamics in our office when she came. Because she was such a kiss-ass. And just, oh. And so many people left. And I was like, I'm not going to be that person. Because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to go to another office and be the new person. Have to learn something all over again. And, you know, I don't, mm mm-mm. I said the the pros of working in this office outweigh the cons. Albeit the cons are hefty for me, for my mental well-being and physical, actually. I didn't have high blood pressure before. (laughs) I didn't have none of this stuff before. Just saying. I'm just saying. Um, I didn't want to leave. I, you know, I could definitely be paid more. I could definitely be heard more. And like I said, there's other issues within the office that don't pertain to her specifically. But I really didn't want to leave for that. If I was going to leave, I wanted to leave. Like, I found, you know, a different um, career path. I didn't want to just move to a different department within our company just to get away from whatever, like the other people did probably would be better but like I said the pros outweigh the cons but I always had this thought that like you know what like Job if I just continued on course I did my work I got better at things I tried to ignore and put it out of my mind and you know I listened to a lot of podcasts and music and try to focus on you know bettering myself and keeping my mind away from um, this whole entity that things would work in my favor 
but eventually, you know, it wasn't revenge or vengeance, you know, wasn't mine to have. I didn't want revenge. I didn't want to be like, ooh, karma. I didn't want that because then that, that reflected poorly on me. I just wanted to endure and to know that, you know, um, God wasn't going to play me. Like he was going to allow this to work in my favor if I stuck with it long enough. Maybe, maybe that was a hope, I guess. Um, a quiet hope because I didn't, I didn't know how it was going to get better. I didn't know, you know, if it truly would get better. I just hoped it would. And I would be quote unquote rewarded for my patience and my work through because honestly, Despite her poopiness, it has taught me a lot about how I interact and it's taught me a lot about myself. So I'll take the lesson and clearly I needed to learn it. Um, but it's it's been a struggle. It's been a it's been a struggle to to try to turn it off and try to ignore and focus on myself and not her or you know, her shenanigans. I just felt like God would make a way for me to prosper within this position. You know, it's been three and some change years. She's only been there for two of those years. So I felt like if I can just keep my head down, just keep working, keep trucking, Everything will be all right. Well, <laughs> I go to lunch today. You know, it's Friday. It's casual Friday. I got my, my hoodie and jeans on, my, my boots, because it snowed here in Syracuse. First snow yesterday. And uh, I get a text message from one of my coworkers. One of my coworkers that I actually like talking to, that I would actually be friends with outside of work but because of this other co-worker is so poopy she's one of the casualties collateral damage of me shutting down so I don't talk to her as much as I used to well I get a text message from her and I look at my phone just before I come back to lunch went to the grocery store got some soup and some some household items I look at my phone and it says so and so put in her two week notice today and I said, I texted back and I said, shut up. And then she texted me right back and was like, you know, things, she's screwing up some stuff and management caught wind and yada, yada, yada. And um, she's going to leave and go work for this place, uh, you know, before she got in like trouble, trouble. When I tell you my first inclination was to thank the Lord, I'm sitting in that Wegmans parking lot with my uh, shrimp corn chowder soup on my lap, doing a full praise and worship like hallelujah, thank you Jesus, thank you Lord, oh you are a faithful God, yes, yes. I went to Facebook 
and I clicked and I found a gif that said praise Lord and it was Bernie Mac praise Jesus and I was like post I didn't put no context I just posted it and I said oh happy day started singing to myself and I was like oh wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute I need some quality Jesus is gonna work it out song to listen to because this is wonderful news I don't know if you remember Google had a commercial for their Google Chromebook a few years ago. It was the it was the the black uh, gospel choir. She's um, uh, gonna work it out. Is the chorus. Um, I'm not about to sing it and embarrass myself in this podcast. Anywho, go look it up. Uh, I think it's the uh, Dr. Charles Davis and something something choir. I think it's Jesus. Jesus can work it out. Is the title of the song. Anywho. So I'm Googling, trying to find that song, because that's what popped in my brain uh, when I was sitting there. And I found that song, and I played that song on literal repeat for the next hour and a half. I got back to the office, walked in the building. I saw the the lady that texted me. I gave her a high five as I walked by. Real sly, too. Just real sly. And she's, like, cracking up. When I tell you I had a pep in my step, like foot pain gone headache gone knee pain gone i man i floated through that office i walked to the kitchen to get a spoon for my soup and i'm like hey everybody i'm making jokes like i felt like the old me it was wonderful i put that song on repeat i think about the second or third time it repeated no, no, maybe it's the fourth time. Because it's like an eight-minute song. So I think maybe like the fourth time, like I welled up. Like I was listening to the words. But, you know, I'm still at work and I'm trying to do my work. But I was listening to the words. And part of the song, she's talking about like Job. And Job get going through struggles and such. And it just kind of all like came full circle. And I'm just like, Jesus is going to work it man. The stuff I have been through with this broad. And she is finally like, oh, like this is the win I needed. I know technically it's not about me, but, you know, she decided to leave on her own accord because of whatever. But it is a win-win for me, dog. Like, oh, to not have the energy behind me. To know that I I can talk to people again without her deliberately snitching. Oh, the freedom. (laughs) To freedom. Shout out to Nicki Minaj. Oh, my goodness. I felt like a new person. Like, oh, when I tell you, I was silently, like, praise and worship. I did, like, a full praise and worship sitting at my desk. It was wonderful today. (laughs) I played that song, seriously, on repeat for, like, an hour and some change. I think I teared up. Somewhere around like the seventh or eighth time I listened to it, I think I teared up because it just started to hit me. Like, man, I've been through so much. Like, I, I got to get through so much. I need to, I have these appointments coming up and the surgery. And then I got to decide if I want to have the hysterectomy and I got to lose weight to have the surgery. And uh, I still, you know, I'm still feeling pain from the hernia surgery I had in July I still can't fully sleep and put all this weight on my tummy because that hurts and 
I tried to do sit-ups the other day to try to strengthen my core and I felt like I had ripped every entire muscle out of my abdomen and I was crying on the floor yelling for my mom and my nephew to come pick me up and I'm like lord and I'm like yo if I can if she bounces and this whole energy in this corner leaves and I get to like be myself instead of like holding all of me in and being I don't say angry but just being deliberately mute and I don't have to do that anymore I could be a little more free and relaxed without having someone twist that into a negative somehow because they're left out oh dear god the the things I can do it took so much it took so much to not like like run down the aisles yelling I try to I try to contain it. I try to keep it to my praise and worship at my desk. And you know the funny thing is, people probably thought I was listening to like some rap music or something full of praise and worship. And it just kind of all came back. And I'm like, Lord, if you could do this for me, like I could do this. I could, you know, I need to lose this weight. And I need to, you know, find that discipline to be consistent. Like, I'm thinking about all these things, listening to this song and trying to do my work at the end of the day on a, a, a very long daylight savings week. And I'm like, Jesus, you you don't come when you want to, but you sure do come on time, my brother. Like, whoa, man, I was so geeked. And I was like, this, this is the win I needed. Like, I see it. I see I see what you're saying Lord like I just need to get it together like thank you I appreciate it I know you didn't do this for me specifically but maybe you did I don't know I'll take it that way I will definitely take it that way just uh, I, like I said I don't know if it was divine intervention but when, when I got that text message saying she was out and literally the first thing that popped in my head was like look at the Lord make a way look at Jesus working it out and then that song popped into my head and I'm like this divine intervention there's a reason there is a reason that that song came to me there's a reason that the first thing instead of just being like uh, you know you know screw her yes glad she's gone karma got her yeah she's about to get in trouble I'm glad she's leaving. I didn't go there. I didn't go there at all. It was just like, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Like, it was like a weight lifted. Like, it was, you know, take your shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise you. Like, yo. I was so geeked. I was so, so geeked. So geeked. I may have to listen to that song again to get the full effect. Even though, I li- even though it repeated a bunch of times, you know. When you're listening to something, you're trying to do some work. You don't always hear it, hear it. You hear the music, but you don't actually hear the message. And I don't think I heard the message in all of the, like, 20 times I heard that song today. But it was definitely a message for me. It was definitely a message. And I say it every episode, and I, you know, I just got to do better, and so on and so forth. And today's the eighth, my 
the next procedures on the second and I got all these tests to do to hopefully be approved to have the surgery and I'm like I gotta I gotta I gotta do better this is you know this is it this is definitely it for me like this is a win this is a a, a light the light at the end of the tunnel no not quite this is this is a step in the right direction this is definitely a step in the right direction but it just it opened my eyes to uh, uh, my faith and my spirituality that I kind of ignored even though I you know I say my prayers and I do certain things but sometimes you have a tendency to kind of drift away um, and this kind of brought me back a bit like in a different perspective not just about praying and you know thanking God for you know the breath of my body and my family and so on and so forth but it just made me want to read Job it made me want to read my Bible today it made me want to go through Proverbs um, and just kind of revisit some of the things that I've learned over the years um, some of the stuff I don't take a look at often um, now I'm not going to start going to church or anything like that so let's just, just pump the brakes um, we're not there yet I'm not sure I'll ever be there there's days I want to go back to church, but uh, uh, not during football season. Nope, it's not gonna happen. I just, I just think the Lord, the Lord just really opened my eyes today. And I know, you know, listening to this, um, if you know me, because um, I don't talk about God or religion or anything like that. Um, so this listening to this might be a bit of a surprise uh, or maybe not maybe maybe it's just like oh I knew it <laughs> you know I don't drink I don't smoke uh, I don't have a man uh, haven't had sex <sighs> like it's just a lot of you know I can see why someone would think I am religious now that I think about it so maybe this episode isn't a shock. Who knows? But, um... Ooh. I just... I marvel at today. Like, I'm... I had another idea for the episode, and maybe I'll record that episode tomorrow. Um, between football games, but I just... Uh, I had to get this off my spirit in a good way. Because it was just, it was a high point, or it is, excuse me, present tense, a high point. Because most times I come on here and I'm talking about myself in a, you know, what I haven't done and what I probably should do and this bugs me and so on and so forth. And it's helpful, this cathartic, um, is all get out. I feel instantly better when I talk on here. I, I honestly do. I still need to find a therapist, but this is a close second in a way. But today, I just, I just, I had to, I just had to 
I had to get this story off my chest in a way because I tried to like explain it to my family over dinner tonight I didn't get the reception I had hoped um and I texted one of my friends um and he got it he you know it was text message so you know but it was just like a smiley face emoji and like think all the people that left because of her and I was like see you get it but think uh, not to get all the color purple but I think God is trying to tell me something with this with this whole thing not just her quitting or resigning or well quitting yeah she, she's going someplace else to work um I think I think this might be the I mean there's been other catalysts but I think this puts some things in perspective in a different perspective for me um, maybe it's supposed to bring me into a different relationship you know maybe I'm supposed to do some things differently I don't know I guess I have to think about that and try to figure it out right now I'm just gonna take this win and just take this W so she put in her two-week notice, and they sent out an email to the office today, uh, a little bit after my praise and worship. And no one, like, I, I don't, no one responded to the email. We just all got the email. So, like, ten minutes before I left today, I sent a good luck with, you know, going forward. Um, and, you know, replied all so they all could see it. And she's like, oh my god, thanks, Christine. And I was like, you're welcome. And I walked out the door. Oh, it felt so good. It felt so good. Oh, man. Oh. I, I don't know if I can express in a, a proper way how relieved I feel. And I still got like two weeks. Homegirl's last day is not until like the day before Thanksgiving, which... I think it's a conspiracy plot because I'm like, who puts in their two week notice on like the eighth and works till the twenty seventh? Why? When you could be done like the twenty second? It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Why would you work the extra days? Why? Because you want to parlay and not start your new job until like December second. Oh, she's just evil to the end. Um, or not evil, but just. Yeah. Ugh. I'm just gonna take the. So still got a couple of weeks, but I told myself in the car as I was driving from the grocery store back to work and I'm like, oh, if they do a going away party, I'm buying her the nicest, most fantastic monogrammed coffee mug that she could take. Oh, if they want to take money for a gift, here is $50. Whatever we got to do to get her out to pay, I am here for it. You want to buy lunch and get her a gift? Sure. What do we need? What do we need? You want me to plan the party? I will plan her going away party. I don't know anything she likes, but I will plan the crap out of that party. It's probably not very Christian-like, but you know, I don't care. I don't care. This is wonderful news. Wonderful news. 
I got my entire life. My entire life. If I could have danced up and down the aisle, I would have. But I opted for just chair dancing. I'm, I'm determined to make this into an extreme positive for me. Because, ooh, the things... Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Ever since April 2017, man, it's a thorn in the side. And, you know, if I don't do nothing to you and you still talk trash about me, I, we got, you know, it's a problem forever. A forever. If I didn't do nothing to you, if I ain't cussed you out, you know, I wasn't overly rude and disrespectful. I might have been curt. I might have been short with you, but I wasn't really disrespectful. And that's what you do as payback. Oh, big payback. <gasps> See, mm, let, me, let me find that James Brown song. I may accidentally play Backstabber by the OJs on her last day. Or, um, um, what's that song called? Smiling faces, smiling faces sometimes. I might play that too. Ooh, another fun fact about my life. So, in 2013, when I worked in a spot in Georgia, um, the lady who who has the same personality traits as this one here in 2019, um, they let me play music. So I made a playlist, a passive-aggressive, but it was all, like, soul music, and she said she likes soul music. But I definitely put some passive-aggressive songs in there. I put Payback in there. I put Smile Faces. I put Backstabber in there. And I played those, and I just cut a look at her. And I think she picked up on it. That might be why they fired me. I don't know. But... <laughs> I think I still have it on my, my laptop somewhere. A laptop I never use. Um, although they got rid of iTunes, so I don't even know. I don't know if it's still on there, but... Oh, man. Oh, I guess, I wonder if this is how Kobe felt when Shaq left the team. I don't know. I don't know. This feels wonderful. Like I said, it feels like a weight has been lifted. And I will gladly, gladly take it because I need to lose all the weight I can. Proverbs are quotes, essentially, and quotes are my thing. There's not a particular story, so to speak. It's just advice. It's just, you know, 30 books of advice, which is kind of cool. And when I went away to college, I got a index cards and wrote a bunch of these proverbs down. It's kind of like a way to kind of keep my lead head to keep my head level in college I think I found one a couple couple months ago somewhere around the house it's kind of cool anywho so tonight's quotes 
the first quote is um, Proverbs 21:23. If you keep your mouth shut, you will stay out of trouble. That's the motto. Shout out to Drake. That's the that's the motto. Can't can't get in trouble for what you say when you don't say anything. The next quote. arguing with fools, oh I'm sorry, Proverbs 26, 5, when arguing with fools, be sure to answer their foolish arguments, or they will become wise in their own estimation, I love Proverbs, they just read people so well, and the last quote is Proverbs 28, 1, let me try that again the wicked run away when no one is chasing them but the godly are as bold as lions I like that one I like that one a lot remember to drink your water call your family tell them you love them (sighs) find out what's weighing you down What's been on your spirit weighing you down? Maybe you need to find out what that is to release it. I did. And I didn't even know it. Ooh. I needed this. Definitely needed this. Go forth. Be kind. Treat yourself. 